Hello, and welcome to this Halloween special episode of I Hate Your Movie. This week, we have picked films for each other. The, this episode will be Nightmare Before Christmas, which Dan crazily hasn't seen before. Yeah. And our Patreon-only episode will be Chopping Mall. So which crazily like... Rick haven't seen before. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe me. Mad, right? Such a classic. They're, they're on par. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. on par with the same, being uh, the same well, level of classicness. Well, I'd say one is more classic than the other. <laughs> Let's just say my pick cool so how have you gone this long without seeing nightmare before christmas i don't know i like i like tim burton's films <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> low blow just to let you know uh the audience know tim burton personally hand animated this film <laughs> he did everything <laughs> he did everything wrote it directed yeah. it hand animated it did the editing yeah and he does all the voices which is impressive yeah it is impressive Cool, so we've covered this a little bit on our Fun Facts episode. Despite being called Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. he did not direct this. <gasps> he did not. He had almost no part of it. It's kind of like a story by Tim Burton mm-hmm. that they then made into a film. Uh, the director is actually Henry Selleck, yeah. who... Tom Selleck's son. ...does not get enough credit. <laughs> okay. I feel two ways about this. Okay. One, yeah, it's very scummy to put Tim Burton's name in the title (laughs) (laughs) when he's just a story by guy. I assumed for years that this was his movie. Everybody does. Yeah, everybody does. The other way is that this guy should have realised this. Tom Selleck. What's his name? (laughs) Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck and his beautiful moustache. He should have realised this a long time ago that his style is very much like Tim Burton's and he should have adapted a little bit. Do you feel like that was Tim Burton's style at the time though or is it just something we've assigned to him since then? When was it? Uh, 93, I believe. Yes. 93. Yes. So, I mean, you can't really say... If you were to put the Batman Returns film and Nightmare Before Christmas side to side, I wouldn't say they look particularly similar. Um, I would. Would you? <laughs> I would have. A, well, how long have you seen Batman oh, Returns? A very long time. But it's, it's a kooky movie. It's a very weird movie. I mean, all the buildings are straight. Yep. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all the difference. <laughs> my one sentence review is: This movie reminded me what my grandmother used to say about rap music. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Which is: It's just talking over music. No. Yep. I hated it. What? I hated it. I... What? Oh my god, we've just lost so many subscribers. I know, right? <laughs> and they haven't even heard the Boris episode where I trash Forrest Gump yet. <laughs> I was with it until the halfway point, and then I realized the songs are not gonna get any better, and then I just switched off. I like the stop motion. Okay. That's it. I'm, in my head, <laughs> I'm trying to run through all of the different songs in the thing and trying to disprove your. Go on. The first one was alright. I-, I thought it was a little basic. Yeah. But it was catchy. Okay, so let's get into this now. Here's my problem with the songs in this movie. No chorus, except the first song. No, like, catchy, you know, chorusy. This is Halloween bits. is catchy all over. I've been humming This is Halloween for days. This is Halloween is the only exemption. Yeah? Go on. What's the other one where he sings What's This? What's This? Yeah, What's, what's This? Ugh. It's awful. Most of the songs don't have a chorus. They don't have like a catchy repeating bit. Good. I hate that about musicals. Yeah? Yeah, because in my mind, there's two kinds of musicals. There's the songs progress the plot. 
yeah. something happens in the song so that the plot moves along. Yes. That's the kind of musical I like and that's the kind of musical this is. The kind of musical I don't like, Wicked, was my best example of this, the, the show. Mm-hmm. They have about five minutes of scene and then it's, let's sing about what just happened for five minutes and then five minutes of scene and then let's sing about what happened. It doesn't progress the plot in any way, shape or form. I feel like this is kind of somewhere in between, actually, where they're singing about what is happening exactly right now. Yes, technically, the plot is progressing. I feel like in the song where he's trying to figure out what Christmas is, he's trying to figure it out slowly, and then he figures it out. Then by the end of it, he realizes he wants to do Christmas. That all happens in that one song. Mm -hmm. It felt like I could write these songs in a few days because (laughs) it's literally what's happening on the screen and they're singing about what's happening on the screen and it's very obvious there's no like artistry to it (laughs) so the producers just handed me a list of songs from the film the first one is opening by patrick stewart what (laughs) the guy who's famous from playing the poop in the emoji movie (laughs) that's the guy yeah (laughs) that's that's where i know him from (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) me too i don't recognize a lot of these songs I wonder why. What's the town meeting song? I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I hated all these songs. <laughs> but some of them, like... They they just keep going on and on, and they have, like, no flow to it. They no, no oh, structure I to it. disagree completely. Like, Kidnap the Sandy Claws is really fun. That's a really fun song. Kidnap the Sandy Claws, lock him in a box. da 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 Oh, that was cool. Uh, but yeah, that you're right about that one. That doesn't particularly progress the plot. But um, Oogie Boogie's song does, so you like you know nothing about Oogie Boogie until he starts singing. I still don't know anything about Oogie Boogie. <laughs> I have lots of questions about what Oogie Boogie is. Okay, it's a boogeyman. Why is he? What was he casino themed? Yeah, I was. That's one of my notes as well. Okay, I'd ever cover that later. But okay. yeah, right. So you didn't like the film. I didn't like the music. I like the stop motion. The music for me should have been the whole core of the thing. And it just did not click to me. I came up with a rating system for musicals, right? Okay. From worst to best. Of course, that is Mamma Mia, worst. Right. And Mamma Mia 2, here we go again, the best. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell if you're serious or not. I am super serious. It used to be so nice, it used to be so good. Mamma Mia 2 is the best sequel to any movie ever made <laughs> compared to the original. You're just, you're just hacking away at these subscribers. <laughs> I hate Nightmare Before Christmas and Mamma Mia 2 is the best sequel ever made. Not Terminator 2. No, that's garbage compared to Mamma Mia 2. Compared to the original, it's okay. the best sequel ever made. Right. You know, and this is a solid Mamma Mia. This is a solid crap musical. I do agree that the songs move the plot forward, kind of. That's not my issue with it. The issue with it is it's not catchy. It's not like songs that I would remember. And there's no artistry to it, I feel like. Everything is like very blatant. This is what's happening. There's no like my heart flutters with butterflies, you know. There's no there's no metaphors. There's no allegories. It's all really just what's in front of your face. Yeah, it's a kid's film. <laughs> the kids don't understand metaphors. Um... That's no. a bullshit excuse. Well, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I disagree that it's important that that's in there. Like, you can have 
songs that just say exactly what they mean and exactly what's the what point of that then I can just watch it on mute and I get the same thing. I get the same experience. I get the same plot. You know, there's no depth to it. It wouldn't capture, like, the wonder of certain things. Like, what's this, for example, is, like, it really captures, like, the wonder and excitement that you see from him. Mm -hmm. And it's about things we use and we kind of take for granted about Christmas. Mm -hmm. I don't know, that was quick editing and it's quick movement and him quickly looking in the window. I think I can get that. Yeah. Yeah, I would have preferred him to sing about his emotions in that instance, rather than, what is this? Oh, it's a toy. Yeah, but it's it's his wonder about why they're doing these things. He doesn't understand why they're doing them. He just likes it. We get that from the visuals. No, because he just looks excited. It's weird to me that you are on this side, because I've heard you describe music before, and you like the abstract kind of nature of musics. Yeah. Musics. (laughs) Music. <laughs> you like the abstract nature of music. And this is like the exact opposite of that. I think if simplistic music is done well, mm-hmm. then it elevates it. Okay. Which I think this achieves. But most of the time, it doesn't. Like, pop music doesn't do that. Normally. For me, it's gone a level below simplistic. <laughs> it's like, do you ever watch cooking shows? Yeah. And they do like, I'm just going to do roast chicken. Like, mm-hmm. they're all doing these fancy dishes, and the guy's like, I'm going to do roast chicken. And all the judges are like, whoa, oh my god. Because <laughs> it's like, if you do it perfectly, yeah, then it's amazing. Yeah, If you don't do it anything but perfectly, mm-hmm. it's average. Yeah, And that's what I feel this is. You know, in music, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like the execution was good either. Again, the talking on top of music was also a result of me feeling like the voice actors putting in the lowest amount of effort in their singing possible while still singing. It's like jogging instead of running. Uh, For a lot of songs, yeah. I think there are some bits in there where that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Let's get into the film a little bit. So when this film first started, I knew it was a bad start because we checked the time at the start of the film and I was like, okay, it's a lean 120 minutes. And you were like... That's already a positive. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. Cool. So I was surprised to learn because I haven't seen this film in a very long time. Probably about five years. I was surprised to learn I still knew most of the lyrics to This Is Halloween at the start. Mm. And even the bit where it's like, have you ever thought where holidays come from? I like worded that as mm-hmm. it came in, which is pretty cool. I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, it's just going to be the whole thing. <laughs> we should be watching the sing-along version. Ah, we should watch the sing-along version. <sighs> Then you can sing along to all of your favorite songs. One of my favorite songs, like, what's this? Who am I? No, (laughs) that's too deep for this movie. Um, (laughs) What's my name? (laughs) What's my name? What's my social security number? (laughs) Very soon after we started, we had to pause it. And you were already humming the song. Yeah, because that's one song I've heard before. Okay. And I kind of (laughs) remembered. And I told you, that's the best song. And even that is very simplistic. There's a chorus, there's a hook. It's memorable. Yep. None of the other songs did that. It's just old, complete harsh downhill from there, uh, <laughs> music-wise to me. Okay, so you didn't like the music. What about the kind of plot? Obviously, it starts... He's not very happy. Yeah. Did you like that? Like, he's the king of Halloween Town, and he's the best guy there, and everyone loves him, but he just doesn't really want anything to do with it anymore, and he's just putting up appearances. I thought that was quite good. That's quite deep for a children's film. <laughs> 
for a children's film when you've got like elemental coming out and it's like oh the fire guy's angry oh the water guy's sad okay. i was comparing it to kind of 90s disney okay and the 90s disney that's everywhere it's like oh i'm sad actually that uh this is happening i'm bored of my life um <laughs> that's what's happening just preparing kids for adulthood yeah i didn't like where things were going i didn't like i didn't like the solutions to things the solutions to things. yeah it was that he becomes christmas man and he does Christmas, and then it just all goes to shit. And instead of him coming up with a clever solution... Oh, yeah. I don't like the ending of this film. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't like the ending. We'll cover, I think we'll cover the end of this film okay. later. Again, I like the song for this, I, I liked as well, because, again, it progresses the plot. It tells you how he's feeling. It tells you that he doesn't really want to do Halloween anymore. He doesn't have a solution at this point. And it also tells you Sally watches him as well, and that she feels the same. Oh, yeah, I've got things to say about that well sally yeah she, yeah i've she, got a few things to say about sally yeah. as well yeah don't like where her character's going even more okay but that that song i can't wait, I don't know what the, the song's called let me ask the um, producer again look at my face <laughs> i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think it's called jack's lament i'm i'm sad i'm walking on a spirally mountainy thing the the absolute most iconic part of this yeah, film is that spirally that hill. Yeah. Everyone's seen that. It's just it's cool. Yeah, it's it is cool. Too bad everything else is shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> rewatch this movie, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, rewatch this movie. Rewatch this rewatch movie. This movie. See it's how very good. It doesn't hold up at all. It does. No. It absolutely does. So going back, did you notice something early about Zero, when they're walking in the woods early in the film. He's a ghost dog. Yeah, he's a ghost dog. And he has a nose that lights up. But did you notice that early in the film? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did you guess where that was going? I, I, I did, yeah, I as could. well. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> going to be the most obvious thing. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. And I liked, again, visual gags. I liked that it was a pet cemetery and he knocks on the tombstone <laughs> and it comes out. That's cute. Did you like that he took out a rib? Yeah, that as well, yeah. <laughs> I wish the whole movie was like that. Fuck the music. <laughs> this is fun, like, horror stuff. This is where he finds the other holidays, right? Right. Oh my, so oh, my God. Oh, my God, so am I. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been looking forward to the absolute most in this world. Okay, so these are very Christian American holidays. Yes, for the very most American. Part. Very American. So you've got Easter, you've got Thanksgiving, you've got Christmas. Fourth of July. Is the 4th of July? No. <laughs> it's the 4th of July. MLK Day. But they do have... Did you notice the shamrock? Yeah, that sends... St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. <laughs> that's just the day where everyone gets drunk, right? I was trying to think of a way to describe what would be behind the St. Patrick's Day door <laughs> without offending anyone. <laughs> uh, and I came to the conclusion it wasn't possible. Yeah, half-naked, beer-bellied man. With uh, green t-shirts wrapped around their head, rosy cheeked, uh, shouting. So what I did is I'm, yeah. ho I'm holding up a notebook at the minute. And I'm showing Dan. I rewrote the lyrics to What's This <laughs> based on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Go on. Oh, God. Do, do it like the song. Do it like the song. <laughs> What's this? What's this? There's Guinness everywhere. What's this? There's fighting in the air. What's this? If Wally McAteer now, go on. I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Drink up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? 
<laughs> Actually, there's a line in the song that says, there's something very wrong. And that's in the song. <laughs> there's something very wrong. What's this? There's people shouting songs. What's this? The streets are lined with inebriated people. Everybody's... <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. I put that out. Yeah. Yeah, it goes on. There's people throwing glasses instead of throwing heads. <laughs> on the cold floor of the bar, there is a guy. I think he's dead. <laughs> There's green in every window. Oh, it really hurts my eyes. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> hey. I like that. That's good effort. I was going to do the whole thing, but it's really difficult to make it rhyme. There's only a certain amount of words you have for drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had similar... Similarly comedic ideas. Yeah. There's, for me, it was more about like, yeah, these are really weird American, especially the St. Patrick's Day, yeah. really weirdly specific. It's like, what else could there be? MLK Day door? <laughs> Independence Day door? When he learns about America and he c- comes back with a bunch of guns. <laughs> like, America! Fuck yeah! Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it just comes back with a fridge. <laughs> they punch some old lady to get. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about. So he goes through the Christmas door. Yes. And he sees Christmas. But there's like a slightly different version of that movie where he comes back and is like, Guys, I learned what Christmas is about. And Christmas is, did you know that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, <laughs> died to our sins? <laughs> and it just become like uber Christian. <laughs> I actually would prefer a movie like that because just think about all the horrific things that are in the Bible and in like Christian lore and they just make that into a thing like the crucifixion. It's like, wow, this is great. (laughs) I think it'd be funny to go the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've discovered the meaning of Christmas. It's capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) They just start selling shit toys to all the Halloween thing for ridiculously cheap. Yeah, you imagine a Monopoly man as Jack Skellington. <laughs> I imagine Jack Skellington with a halo and a brown beard <laughs> and a robe. I think even worse, if you were going to go really literal on the holidays, can you imagine the Thanksgiving door? Oh, ouch. <laughs> oh, he goes to the Easter door and he goes, what's this? What's this? And he never finds out because no one understands Easter. Like, what is this actually about? Why is Bonnie's shitting out chocolate eggs? Comes back and he does these equations for Easter. It's like, ah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just brain just explodes. Rabbits don't lay eggs. I know. <laughs> I want to see the sequel where he goes through another door. I really want to see the hardcore Christian version of this movie. It's some Christian horror. I want to see some other religion doors. Mm. I want to see him go through the Hanukkah door. <laughs> I don't know what Hanukkah is like. <laughs> I have no idea. They, do, they play the little game. Yeah. Comes back with a dreidel. Ramadan. He's already not eating. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, think, I think on that we've reached the line. <laughs> I think we're going to stop there and move on. <laughs> he comes to eat and the food just falls through him. So... <laughs> What I was really impressed with, obviously he goes to Christmas Town, and I don't know if you were impressed with this as well. Um, Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the snow in Christmas Town. Okay. Imagine how hard it is to create stop motion snow. Oh yeah, what was that? Do you know? I don't know. It's incredibly impressive though, because it's got footprints yeah. and everything. So how but the falling snow is more interesting to me. Uh, I figured that was like digitally edited, edited in later. Ninety three or ninety six or whenever it came out. Yeah. Digitally now. Yeah. They tried to do CGI for The Lion King in 94 and the computers blew up. It's very easy snow though. It's just like white dust. Mm, I guess so. But yeah, like when he walks along the snow, mm-hmm. he leaves footprints in the snow. Yeah. Which imagine that. Imagine you get like accidentally press it like halfway through filming. 
Yeah. Well, it's true for all stop motions, like... To a point, but, like, if you knock the guy over, you can stand him up yeah. roughly where he was, and you can take pictures, and you can make it bit by bit. But, if, like, CGI snow, if you put a footprint, like, you've got to take the whole thing apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have another question about Christmas Town as well. Go on. So... He finds Christmas Town the day after Halloween. Yeah. Right? So it's more like something I'd like to get your opinion on. So what they're doing the day after Halloween is they're decorating their Christmas trees. <laughs> when is an acceptable time to get your Christmas tree out? Uh, <laughs> that sounded really rude for some reason. <laughs> it's when it's consensual. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when do you put the lights on it? <laughs> Rip for her pleasure. <laughs> I don't know. Because there are people who, like, Halloween's over, that's it. Christmas trees going up. Yeah, whatever. I don't have a strong opinion on it. Do you not? Lots no. of people have very strong opinions on I, it. I guess I don't. I like, I like Christmas. I like Christmas tree and stuff. But, I don't know. Mid-December feels right to me. Yeah. I always get a real tree, and they can only survive for a certain yeah. amount of time, so it's like three weeks before Christmas mm. tree. But I don't think a Christmas tree should go up before the 1st of December. Yeah. Also, in Hungary, we have slightly different traditions, so it might be influencing me. Because here is like all about the decorations. <laughs> we worship fire in Hungary. <laughs> Jack Skellington goes through the fire door. <laughs> we have like a, a four-week countdown to Christmas, and you light a candle uh, every every week. Yeah, okay. Kind of stuff. I don't know, there is something about it's the like tree. like an advent calendar. It is, uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. And then there's something when the tree goes up, and I remember specifically when the tree goes down, it's 6th of January. Okay. And there's like a really just weird specific reason for that too. Okay. Okay. There you go, that's your Can we talk about trees? Bride of Frankenstein? What's her name? Sally. Sally, Bride of Frankenstein. She's made by this scientist guy. Yeah. And uh, he imprisons her, and she poisons him. Yep. With nightshade. My question here is, and I don't have a specific kind of example, but I've noticed there's some Adam's Family logic sometimes in the town, in Halloween town, where it's like, ooh, it's horrible, I love it, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about Halloween town that I think they're all just nitpicky. Yeah, this like, is a nitpick. Yeah, yeah. This is a nitpick, because a lot of, a lot of the logic... I feel like it's Adam's family logic. So, yes. Oh, it's horrible. I love it. Yeah, I had an anvil dropped on my head. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. But the nightshade thing is like she poisons him and it would feel like he's like, oh, I love it. You know, something like that. Or no. or poisons him with like good stuff or something, you know, instead okay. of if, instead of actual poison. I think the point is that she uses nightshade, which would usually kill someone. But because it's Halloween town, it only knocks him out. Okay. That's like the maximum yeah. you can do because everyone's dead anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I have so many questions. Like, do they grow up? Do they? Do their kids become new versions of them? Do they, you know, how does it work in terms of progression? Why are there three Draculas? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, if question. Sally can be created, then like other things can be created. And if everything yeah. can be created, the town's going to overpopulate. So they must die. They're also worried that Jack's dead. Mm-hmm. So... Things can die, so where do you get new things from? And then the scientists does create new things, like the reindeer. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that they keep calling him Sandy Claws. Yeah, I like that they, they refer to him as a lobster. <laughs> so, it, we're actually missing one of my favourite lines of not just this film, but lots of films. All okay. films, we'll say. They're uh, flying a tank now. 
Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Jack's coming to? Yeah. They're trying to fly the tank. <laughs> Great, it's fantastic. <laughs> Jack goes to Doctor Finkelstein and to research and stuff. And Finkelstein's like, "Ah, oh, good man. Curiosity killed the cat, you know." <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but this is what I mean about reverse logic. Yeah, it doesn't always work. The reverse logic. I think it does. I think no, it, it does. It, they don't always implement it. Is what I mean. Do they not? That, I gave you an example of the poison. That is, that's exactly Adam's family logic. In that something that would normally kill a human only hurts people. But I don't mean the hurting part. I mean the positive part. Because the, the Adam's family, they go like, yeah, oh, I drank some poison today. And they're like, oh, how did it taste? That was wonderful. It'd be like that, you know? It'd be like... To a point, but you logic. still only have a little bit of poison because the idea is it's still bad. Mm-hmm. But they enjoy the badness of it. Okay. And an excessive amount of it would still have negative effects. It's just in small doses they enjoy it. Okay. Think BDSM. I always do. <laughs> <laughs> when you're getting your Christmas tree out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised that Dr. Finkelstein was not like Christmas. I'm Jewish. <laughs> Jack finds the Christian door, the Christian Christmas door, <laughs> and they go cast out Dr. Finkelstein. Race war! <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what I learned today? This is like a massive, <laughs> a massive uh, departure. That well, that was the original title of Fast and Furious Race War. <laughs> no way! Yeah, yeah. that cannot yeah. be true. It is true. <laughs> No way. It is true. <laughs> Can you imagine? Someone has made that up and is trying to fool people. No. <laughs> Not in a million years. I've read it on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> uh, can you imagine we go to Race X? <laughs> race War X. Race War X. Now the, it's biblical. The race and the war. So I have a question. So there's a scene, if you haven't watched the film, if you've been living under a rock for 30 years, like me. Like Dan. There's a scene in it where he's trying to figure out what makes Christmas Christmas. Yeah. And that's my question to you. What makes something Christmassy? Because there's so many things we associate with Christmas at this point. Like, yeah. And what, what actually does make something Christmassy? Apart from it being red and green. That is the question, isn't it? That like hundreds of Christmas specials are <laughs> <laughs> trying to answer every every year. If I have to put it down, I think it's like a elevated feeling of joy. Yeah. Yeah. This ephemeral kind of... Uh, I know words. <laughs> this, this, this ephemeral kind of calmness and niceness and warm, fuzzy feelings. Would you add togetherness yeah. to that the thing? You know? Yeah. Not right now, because I'm, <laughs> I'm lonely. <laughs> <Ta-na-na-na>. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think for normal people it is, but okay. I'm just gonna have a wank on Christmas. You're gonna get your Christmas tree out <laughs> yeah, on I'm Christmas. Get my Christmas tree out. <laughs> and have a Christmas wank. Episode title: <laughs> <laughs> The Nightmare After Christmas. <laughs> the Nightmare Before Your Christmas Wank on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that sounded describes Christmas in general. But if you were gonna create like a christmas item yeah what would that be like what item would you say is like christmasy like what makes i mean you hang baubles on trees yeah. so that's not why that's christmasy why is tinsel christmasy i don't know again like i think that may be christmasy for you like in hungary we dress our trees with like little uh, wrapped candies and stuff pig bladders <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
uh, statues of the fire god. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the tree itself. Mm -hmm. I think so. If I ask to be an object. Yeah. Okay, here's another question for you then. Bam, bam, bam. If we were going to sell something for Christmas for I Hate Your Movie, what would that be? <laughs> well, now it's a Christmas wank t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice Christmas wank. <laughs> I don't know. You have tough questions. Mm. You have tough questions. I'm I'd about. like to see two baubles of like the tomatoes. Oh uh, yeah. Looking at each other. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't come up with anything better than that. Okay. <laughs> we do. We make that Mulholland Drive puzzle. That's like a thousand billion pieces. <laughs> just like create a maze. Yeah. You know that, that doesn't have a start or end, and just do it like bottom to top over around the back yeah and it's 3d as well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i really like the bit where she sends a little gift basket up to him oh yeah and then what i really liked about it and it shows that she knows what he's thinking when he opens the bottle like a butterfly comes out oh yeah yeah sweet yeah it's like a nice thing but that works because it's a nice thing in halloween town and anyone else in halloween town would have seen a butterfly and going ooh. The butterfly is disgusting. Whereas Jack's like, wow, because they get it. You forgot to kill your butterfly. <laughs> That's what they would say. Yes, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has this premonition vision that she picks up a flower and the flower turns into a Christmas tree and the Christmas tree lights up. Her character takes a complete 180 twist. Okay. Which is, I did not get at all. So, like, she's set up to be a like-minded companion to Jack. Which is, oh, she's also wants to get out and and experience new things and this and that. And then she has this one vision and she's like, no, everything has to be same again. No. Yeah, she's like that. No. Totally like that. She has this vision. She's like, I've got to save Jack from a fiery death. She doesn't want everything to stay the same. She just doesn't want him to go up in flames. She's, she's working against... Yeah, because she doesn't want him to die. <laughs> yeah, but then what's the point of... Of her character being this person who wishes for adventure and stuff. And then there's no payoff of that ever. They get together at the end. Yeah. But that's it. There's no like... Well, that's the point. The, po the point is you, they start their new journey together. And you don't know mm. where that's going to go. But they, you trust that they're going to take it somewhere different. I just felt like it was a pointless addition at the beginning to like... Oh, I wish I could do something different. And then she becomes kind of like the antagonist in that way. Where... She's against Christmas and the new thing that she should have wanted. I don't think she's against Christmas. She's against Jack doing Christmas. Okay. Was the vibe I got. Okay. It is a little bit like, I want to get out of this place. And then it's very much stay in your lane, Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah there, I'd see your point to a point. But the reason she's working against it is to stop Jack from hurting himself, not to keep everything status quo. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Sally. Now, I'm quite surprised that this hasn't come up before in terms of sally's role in this film mm -hmm. i think she's pretty much the only woman in this film do you know the wolf person's gender there's there's <laughs> definitely one of the oogie boogie trios is a woman oh yeah it's voiced by the same person oh, right. the the mum from home alone by the way is is plays sally in this well Kevin! <laughs> Jack! <laughs> okay, so, I mean, it's bad, right? It's bad what, bad. like, what, like, she's the only woman in the film, and she starts off literally being made by a man. Yeah. She's then his slave. Yeah. 
Um, but that's portrayed as bad as well in the film. Then she's a, a seamstress, or like someone who makes clothes. Yeah. And there's this really condescending line in it where Jack gives her like the clothes to make, woman. And he's like, who else is clever enough to do this? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like this lovelorn admirer mm-hmm. of the main male character. Mm-hmm. That is her free roles in this film. I mean, that's bad, right? In the, in the society of Halloween Town, it's not an equal society. But, but her role in this film is better than that, I think. Because she goes to rescue Sandy Claus and she goes to rescue fails. Jack. You know, she has initiative. Right. She could be portrayed like, oh, I want to stay back. I'm I'm, I'm shy. I want to do this. I'm just going to make this close. That was set out to do. But no, she does stuff and she, she goes up and speaks up and that kind of stuff. So When does she speak up? With, with Jack. When he's like, don't mm. do this because I had a vision. Yeah, but then he's like, yeah, it dismisses her completely. Yeah. yeah, shut up, woman. Go over, the, go over and make my clothes. I'm just saying, there's there's some counterbalance to that. So her role is not just. I don't want to defend this one because I don't like it. But <laughs> her role is not just to be making clothes and stuff. She has more of a role in the film, but she doesn't have more of a role in this dystopian society that is Halloween Town. Okay. You know what I mean? But I'm just surprised no one's jumped on that because that seems like a very hot topic. Mm-hmm. We usually think about like gender and like race in movies this is the movie i I didn't think about that at all i think it only occurred to me kind of like in this viewing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's clever as well she uses her limbs cleverly yeah so you know in the film context she has more to do it's just halloween town is is... how everyone treats her yeah halloween town is misogynist apparently (laughs) the reason i I started thinking about this is because i don't like sally's song I, I think it I can't just, even remember. I just, just watched it half a week ago. Completely drags the film down. It just, it's such a drag. You get to her song and it's just like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally figured out why it is on this viewing. Okay. It's because they build up Jack taking off. Like she does the fog thing and stops the thing. Zero goes to the front of the thing. They take off. Mm-hmm. And it's all very exciting at that point. Then it stops. The yeah. film stops for her slow ass depressing song before picking up again is the is the beginning of the third act which yeah. should be a bit more yeah pace. it should be her song then jack taking off then the action happening from what, yeah, yeah, the yeah. consequences of that yeah well i can't tell the difference from that song and pretty much any other song so it was all <laughs> a drag for me yeah just because that's what got me thinking about it mm-hmm. like she's the only one she's the only woman with a song in this film mm-hmm. and why do i want it cut so badly and it's because it's in completely the wrong place in the film. Sally's got a boner for Skellington. <laughs> That's it. Well, she's got a solid Christmas tree for, for Jack Skellington. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't like Sally's singing either because I wrote down, singing voice ain't great, honey. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> in, that, that's in theme with the rest of the film, to be <laughs> no, fair. Right? But I, I think all, none of them were great. I think it's just maybe stuck out a bit more. I don't know. I didn't understand... Oogie Boogie's place in Halloween Town. Yeah. What makes him so bad? Because everyone's scared of him. Everyone's everyone doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, because the logic doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I guess my interpretation of that was that he was maybe like a previous big deal. Okay. And Jack like kind of put him down, and then he's kind of this antagonist figure because of that. 
Okay. That's why I got, but I don't think there's anything supporting that. It's just a... That's an interesting backstory yeah. for Oogie Boogie. Yeah. The boogie Man. Yeah, the, the casino manager was drowned in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs ate him. <laughs> so, yeah, Jack as Santa starts to deliver presents. And all the presents are like horrible things, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the people of Halloween Town made it. And uh, I think I made a note where it's like, I would like that. I would like, <laughs> I would like a horrible <laughs> present. And this is where I could have I could have seen... Like a different ending coming, where like I I would have liked if the people of the real world realized that the horrible things could be fun. Okay. Yeah, and like kind of like that angle. Well, they have it. Halloween for that. They do, but I feel like it was better than this kind of let down ending. And then so the people start getting these bad presents. Yeah, well, the kids. Don't the kids. Because you never see any adults. That's what I quite liked about it. You see a silhouette of the Silhouettes, police yeah. guy in a car. Yeah. But you, parents are, parents are just like waist down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just see the kids. Yeah. I swear I expected a kid like opening up a severed head and start screaming. But it's more the parents that freak out. I think that everybody freaks out. Yeah. And what's weird is the toys come to life. That's what I didn't mm. really... Because Christmas toys don't come to life in the air quotes real world mm-hmm. so why would halloween toys come to life in the air quotes real world ask dr finkelstein <laughs> word gets around that santa is a horrible man now okay and they uh they try to shoot him with like like <laughs> cannons and stuff and this is where i wrote that fucking nuke santa <laughs> can you imagine they just drop a nuke on him <laughs> well they do shoot him out of the sky with Cannons, yeah, cannons, yeah, yeah, cannons. Yeah. So just fucking nuke Santa. <laughs> I wanted that scene where there's like a like a hardliner <laughs> general who's like, Mr. President, we have to start the nukes. America, <laughs> America. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about kind of the end. I suppose he gets shot out of the sky and he lands and he gives up. Yeah. And I don't like. And that. I I really don't like that either because no. he gets shot out of the sky. He's failed at Christmas and he's like, oh well. Done. Going back to Halloween. See ya. Yeah. It was like, I wanted to do something different all my life. But I just now realized I should have done the same thing I, I do all the time. <laughs> anyway. But I'm going to do it better this time. Uh, I think I, because I haven't seen this movie ever, but I always heard of it. I had this like mental image in my head of this movie of celebrating Halloween over Christmas and kind of like putting it on a pedestal and celebrating horribleness and stuff like that. But this ending kind of disputes that. And it just goes back to, yeah, just everything status quo. Yeah, it's a bit of a cop-out. And the other funny thing I have in this scene is because he's lying there and he's got his Father Christmas suit is in tatters. Yeah. And he tears it off and he's wearing his full suit (laughs) underneath his Santa suit. Yeah. Because you would. Thematically, it makes sense. He was always a fake. (laughs) Pretending to be happy. Yeah. And then he can never be happy again. Oh, he saves Santa. Yeah. From Oogie Boogie. Yeah. In a scene. In <laughs> a scene. <laughs> yeah, that's when they'd like, yeah, rescue him, whatever. There's actually a, because um, I once watched the deleted scenes for Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And this scene is actually much better with the deleted scenes. Yeah. You, I can't remember exactly what it is, but you see Sally turn up at Oogie Boogie's. Mm-hmm. And she uses the crate thing that, that Jack uses to get in. Um, crate thing. He climbs down a rope. Yeah. And then he goes in through a window. Mm-hmm. You see her turn up and it's actually really good. I think she interacts with the triplets. Okay. And it's a really cool scene. It makes that end bit make so much more sense. <laughs> um, I liked her using her limbs to distract him. That was fun. Hmm. Like with the Simpsons, Disney Plus changed their aspect ratio. Okay. So the 
top and the bottom was cut off. Right. Great. <laughs> Great job, Disney, <laughs> once again. And it was noticeable at some points where it was like a bit awkwardly framed. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why. Yeah. Maybe the quality was on those bottom and top bit. If I seen the <laughs> whole movie, I would have liked it. Didn't love this movie. Didn't like this movie. I kind of thought it was altogether maybe meh. I give it one Mamma Mia. One Mamma Mia. Yep. A scale of Mamma Mia to Mamma Mia to here we go again. I do have a fun fact quickly that I was going to drop somewhere in here, but it's at the end of my notes, so I've only just noticed it. So, shooting at 24 frames per second, the animators had to create 110,000 frames in total. One minute of this film took a week to shoot. Stop motion. Yeah. I, I guess one more thing, like, even discarding the musical stuff that I didn't like, even with the stop motion quality and the stop motion gags, I think any Ardman Studios movies done better movies. Even the one where there's caveman people playing football. I like that even more. <laughs> and the whole joke is that they're called Man United. <laughs> they put so much more quality into their work. I mean, like stop motion itself is very hard and it is itself quality when anyone releases a stop motion movie. It's like a lot of effort. But on that scale, I think this is a lower effort than like any Ardman Studios movie. Okay. Fair to say. Excellent. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> if you're still listening. It was yeah, it was nice to know. Just know that one of us is right and they like Nightmare for Christmas. Christmas wank. Christmas <laughs> wank. <laughs> right, so uh have a nice Christmas. I may have actually already spoiled it, but we are watching Chopping Mall next. I'm pretty sure we say in an episode that yeah. released anyway, so okay, don't worry. Cool. So that will be our Patreon exclusive, so yeah. if you can subscribe to our Patreon for £1 or $1 a month, and you get an extra bonus episode every month. Patreon.com slash I Hate Your Movie. There you go. And follow us on Instagram, and share us on all social medias, please. Yeah, listen to our Patreon episode and find out who's got the better movie. If you haven't already listened to it, there is an unlocked Patreon episode out at the moment. About a listener's suggestion. It's a movie called From Beyond, which is another horror movie yep. uh, based on an H.P. Lovecraft short story. So if you fancy doing a horror movie triple bill, there you go. There you We've go. got you covered. What's this? A podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Next time on... I Hate Your Movie. If this film was in a competition for worst film of all time... It would still lose and come third. Wow. Because, and I say that because it now is my third worst <laughs> film of all time. I want to say a big thank you to this podcast for really enriching my list of terrible films. I came in like Catwoman, number one, that's the worst. I haven't got a two, three or in, onwards. But now we're, we're really filling that list up. Really enriching your <laughs> film catalogue. <laughs>